Yo, 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 it's your boy, Preacher Boy. And I pray that y'all are having a blessed day. I pray that the Lord is using you in every aspect of your lives. Happy Valentine's Day to all my people out there. It is a blessed Friday and it is blessed to be able to celebrate Valentine's Day on this Friday. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and jump right into this podcast for this week. You know, before we start, we always got to open up with a little word of prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another day, dear God, a day that wasn't promised, but you saw fit to bless us with, dear God. God, we thank you for every opportunity that you've done and blessed us with on this week alone, dear God. We thank you for every door that you open and every door that you've closed that we no longer need, dear God. God, I ask that you touch this week's podcast in a special way, dear God. Allow something to be said to resonate in someone's hearts that they may be receptive and apply whatever they hear to their own lives, dear God. And most importantly, I pray that you get all the glory and honor out of this week's podcast, dear God. Allow me to say something that's productive, dear God, and not just in vain, dear God. God, I ask that you have your way in those people's lives that are listening, dear God, and continue to bless them, dear God, and look out for them like you've done thus far, dear God. And I thank you, and I bless your holy name. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. So we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. We are on part eight of, I mean, part seven, forgive me, of our first official series called Why I. And this week, we will be covering why I hang out with sinners. And yes, this is gonna, this is sort of say for some people could be a touchy subject, you know, on who who Christians hang out with and things in that nature. But this week, y'all are gonna get a, a clear explanation as to why I personally hang out with sinners and the reason why I do it, backing it up with some scripture. So y'all go ahead take your seat or whatever you're doing just pop your headphones in do whatever you got to do play it out loud go ahead and enjoy what's about to be said so the key verses for this week are matthew chapter 10 verse 5 through 16 matthew chapter 18 verse 12 and then we're ending it with mark chapter 2 16 and 17 so let's go ahead and get this thing started on this valentine's day and the Bible reads, this first one that I'm reading is Matthew 10, 5 through 16. And it reads, Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring help to the sick, raise the dead, touch the untouchables, kick out the demons you have been treated generously so live generously don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start you you don't need a lot of equipment you are the equipment and all you need to keep that going is three meals a day travel light when you enter a town or village don't insist on staying in a luxury inn get a modest place with some modest people and be content there until you leave when you knock on a door be courteous in your greeting If they welcome you, be gentle in your conversation. If they don't welcome you, quietly withdraw. Don't make a scene. Shrug your shoulders and be on your way. You can be sure that on judgment day, they'll be mighty sorry, but it's no concern of yours now. Stay alert. This is is hazardous work I'm assigning you. You're gonna be like sheep running through a wolf pack. 
So don't call attention. Don't call attention to yourselves. Be as cunning as a snake, inoffensive as a dove. And then we have Matthew 18 verse 12, and it reads, "How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep?" And one of them be gone astray, doeth he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And then the last scripture I'm reading to you is Mark 2, 16 and 17, and it reads, And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician. But they that are sick, I came not I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. May God be a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. So this week, part seven, why I hang out with sinners. You know, personally, the lost in the world among us and being around them allows us to show our light in dark places. And a lot of people really don't understand that a lot of times the thing about being the light for them is if they refuse the light and rather continue to live in the dark you don't continue to hang out with them like Matthew talked about in the scripture that I read and so for me I've understood and I grasped the concept that the lost oftentimes don't come to church you know a lot of times they 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 mingle out in the streets or they're in the cut and they're doing all kinds of things away from the church and so it takes the ones that are bold enough to go out of their way and go either door to door or, or be amongst them and showing them the light in those dark places and my best example of that that i love and i you know i find it kind of humorous jehovah witness they go door to door i kid you not they go door to door knocking you know telling people about jesus and you telling telling them their their philosophies and things in that nature and their theology and when I when I see that happen, I'm just like, why is it that as Christians, we aren't doing the same thing? Why aren't we going out into the world to be that light for those in the dark? Because what I found out that there are individuals that desire to live for the Lord. They just haven't seen that right light. And a lot of times they'll use the excuse of, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to go to church. I, uh -uh. I, I can watch church at home, this, this and that while they're still doing their, their dirt and their mess behind closed doors. But it takes those that are bold enough and willing to step out of their way, to go out of their comfort zone and reach those that are out in the world. First Peter four and eight says, and above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. We aren't told to give fervent love to a specific ethnicity or someone who just happens to be family, but to all, even those who happen to sin different than we did. Because it's the love of Christ that you display and show them in your lifestyle that you now live before them. A lot of times when we hear that, that, that verse, 1 Peter 4 and 8, and above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover our multitude of sins, we think that, you know, it's a... It's the kind of love we feel like exuding, you know, however we feel that's the kind of love that we get. But love is quite specifically explained when it comes to the Bible. First Corinthians 13 draws it out so perfect. It says love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunted not itself and is not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeking not her own is not easily provoked. 
thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, it believeth all things, it hopeth all things, it endureth all things. Love never faileth. And when I when I understand that and apply that this is what actual love is according to God, I then then I am then able to apply that unconditional love to those that are among me. I made a post while back and I said in that post, I said I have friends who are drug addicts, alcoholics, homosexuals, lesbian, uh, liars, cheaters, uh, tattoo artists, all kinds of different demographics in my friends. But the reason why they're, some of them are my friends is because they too deserve unconditional love. What a, lot of th- what a lot of times Christians forget and even some of us in the world forget is that love given the right way can draw so much, can draw people to you. And that's what made Jesus so effective. Of course, you're always going to have those ones that without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to not they're not going to accept you they're just going to continue to shun you because that's just how they are but then when you you have those individuals that come to you they come to you because they realize that wow this person they know what i'm doing they they know where i'm at in life they they see see me for who i am but yet they don't treat me no different because love it's that fervent love that unconditional love and so the reason why i hang out with sinners is because they too deserve a chance You know, if Jesus gave me a chance, who am I not to give anybody else a chance? If Jesus saved me, why why wouldn't I not go back out into the world to those who don't have him and show them and give them love? That way they can come to him. But the thing about it, one thing I I do have to say with that, if you're newly saved and you're newly professing salvation and God just freed you of some things, I would not... I would not, you know, challenge you, sort of say, to go into situations you're not yet prepared for. That is not what I'm saying right here, right here and right now. I wouldn't say, hey, if you just got delivered from alcohol, uh, go right back into the an environment of those who drink and um, try to try to uh, shed some light. Especially if you're not, if you feel like you're not strong enough. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying here is that. Once you're steadfast and and unmovable in Christ and you know where you are and you understand your freedom and you accept and understand his word whom the son says free is free indeed, you're then able to go out there to the world and shed some light and show love to the other sinners that are out there because they're no different from you. The only difference is that they're still in the world and you've accepted Christ and you're willing to understand and know that you have an eternal home and that's in Christ. And a lot of things with that with that second, I want to believe it, uh, that second verse that I read. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doeth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? This, this was a parable about the lost sheep and Jesus was teaching the disciples that what's the point? Not saying what's the point, but what's the point essentially of staying back for the 99 99 people that are good amongst you those people that are good to go they have no issues everything's good they're living for the lord praise and worship constantly doing what god is telling them to do and then they don't go for that one what's the point of staying with that 99 when you got that one that's left and gone astray 
they're lost, they're confused, they they backslid, you know what I'm saying? They you know they relapsed on whatever they were doing and they feel like everybody's against them, they feel like the world is counting them out. You are called, Jesus was teaching them in this moment, you're called to go get that individual. You're called to go go back and bring them back to the fold. And once you do that, God finds so much excitement in that because you're to rejoice when they come back. A lot of times what we do is when someone goes astray and they're or they're off and they're doing all kinds of damnable things, we as a we as Christians and saints of the most high and in, in the church, we have a tendency and I, I too found myself guilty of this at one point, that we instead of getting that one that gone astray, we talk about it. We say, Oh, uh, John Doe did such and such and um did you see what they did? Instead of praying for them and trying to find out where they are and bring them back, we're, we're gossiping about them. And when that happens, we're now pushing them further away and creating such an issue that we now have blood on our own hands. And so I would challenge you, saints of the Most High, not to be confound to your small box of what you're used to. Jesus did the abnormal. He did the things that the Pharisees wasn't doing. A lot of times, as you saw in that first verse, that first uh, scripture that I read in Matthew, I believe it was, yeah, it was, it was, no, it was Mark chapter two, that the, the Pharisees tried to question the disciples like, is he, is Jesus really eating with, with tax collectors and sinners? What, what, what's he, what's he doing with, what's he doing with them? Like, why, does he realize that, uh, they, they not good people? Does he realize that they doing wrong? And that's how some people are in the church. They they see someone walk away or they see someone lose faith and they lost hope and they're confused and they stuck between a rock and a hard place. And the reason why they're not coming back is because they hear the church talking about them. So I challenge you to get out of that mindset of the Pharisees and realize that those are still lost souls. Because the Bible tells us God is married to the backslider. Think about the children of Israel all the times that they messed up and all the times that they backslid and worshiped idol gods and did all these things. God never turned his back on them. No. He stayed right there and kept giving them unconditional love, grace and mercy. It says grace and mercy it was is renewed daily. So if God forgives us for our sins, who are we not to forgive? and show unconditional love to those that are lost. So ch I challenge you, I challenge you people out, people and brothers and sisters of, of Christ to, to seek those who are lost and be the light. Like I told my family, uh, I wanna say about a couple weeks ago, I said, there are truly people out there in the world that desire to be saved. They just haven't seen the right light. So I would ask you, what light are you? Are you dim? Or are you shining bright? Because if you're shining bright and expressing unconditional love, the love is gonna cover the multitude of faults that's already pre present in front of you. That, that, that unconditional love is gonna draw them close to you to realize and ask, how is it that you love me? Even though I'm a sinner, how is it that you can love me like this? Who, who called you to love me like this? And that's your opportunity of window to witness and bring them to Christ and show them that it's not, nah, it's not in all, it's not me, brother. I once was there. I once too was lost. But the problem that we have 
is that we're so quick to to gossip. We we rather send a, a gossip text message or call up somebody and gossip versus getting on our knees and saying a prayer for that individual. Instead of saying, Father God, I ask that you touch and strengthen and be with this individual. Instead, we calling our homegirls and our homeboys saying, hey, hey, man, you you seen such and such? Yeah, man, I, I saw them on the street, man, and they ain't look too hot. I thought they was in the church. And I, I remember when I was in a place like that, young in my walk, and, and I thought it was okay. And it wasn't, and God quickly had to show me that, no, uh-uh, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not how you win souls for the kingdom. That's how you push them away. That's how you push them away from me. And the more you push them away from me, that's now blood on your hands, Marcus. And I was like, man, all right, God. Bet. Let me do better. And so I realized and I come to a place that the sinners need to see a light. I think about my father. He's preaching. They call him preacher man. How ironic. Preacher man and preacher boy. But it's a blessing. But... They, I see my father and I saw him on the bike scene. He rides a Harley Davidson. Ride that joker like nobody else I know. And he was in, he's in a bike club. And he understands his role in that bike club. He doesn't let the bikers around him change him. He brings the change to the other bikers and he shows them the light and shows them unconditional love and stands his ground on what's right and doesn't condone and what's wrong. So I would challenge you, brothers and sisters, evaluate your walk. Are you truly showing unconditional love? Are you truly doing what God called you to do? Or are you too busy criticizing your brother and sister that fell or has fallen and hasn't gotten back up yet? Let's start stretching out our hand and picking them up. Cause we all like sheep have gone astray. Nobody's perfect. There is only one man that walked this earth that was perfect, and his name is Jesus Christ. So let's do better. Let's, let's start doing what God called us to do. And that starts with showing love, unconditional love. So I pray that this, this episode this week was a blessing to you. I pray that you heard something that you can apply to your own life. Because while I was studying this, I'm telling you, God was just revealing some more things that I need to continue to work on. So just know that this is a daily walk. It's not something that just one and done. No, this is daily. Daily we have to live for Christ. Daily we have to carry our cross. So I pray that y'all have a blessed weekend. I want y'all to know that I love you. And more importantly, on this Valentine's Day, God loves you that much more. Because he's always going to love us more than what someone else loves us. So y'all be blessed. Make sure you take some time to show some 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 care and some honor some gratitude for what god has done in your life y'all be blessed check y'all next week preacher boy out